0: Tell me this, who is the only one who will never ever judge you for your wedding planning choices? Who is always supportive, even if you've gone over your wedding budget? And who is genuinely interested in the discussion you have with them about the three different shades of sage bridesmaid's dresses that you're trying to decide between? Do you give up? It's your fur baby. It's your dog and engaged couples' dogs are increasingly playing a part in their wedding ceremonies. To be honest, I think it's a real, raw, and beautiful way to include these valued members of your family on such an important day of your life. And today, I interview someone who perhaps has the most experience of anyone in handling dogs at weddings, like 500 weddings or more, Emily Tromans is a vet nurse and owner of I Do Paws, P-A-W-S, a wedding day chaperone service. You'll learn about the huge advantages of having a professional look after your furry friend and her five expert tips for including your dog in your wedding. She also spills the beans on her worst ever customer. Such a hilarious story. Let's get into it. Unbridely is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve because we believe that weddings are a team sport with how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples. We find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hi, Emily, and thanks so much for joining me.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Love to chat.
0: Absolute pleasure. Tell us a bit about what I Do Pause does and how you got started.
1: Yeah. So we started about six years ago after I got married. Um, We wanted to have our dog, the snoozing little beauty in the corner there. We wanted to have him in our wedding and it just turned out to be a logistical nightmare with transport and who's going to look after him, hold onto his leash, pick up after him, all of those types of things. It just got super, super difficult, but we were desperate to have him involved. We did ask a friend to do it and it didn't go the plan. It wasn't the greatest involvement. I'll get to that later. I thought surely there's other people that are crazy like me and want their dog involved in their wedding. So being a vet nurse, I thought I was the perfect person to offer that service to other people. And so yeah, basically just one Saturday night, my partner went out to the pub and I created a Facebook page and started taking bookings that night. And he got home and I told him about it and he was like, oh, I don't know if anyone else is going to be weird like us and love their dog as much as us. But it has been a massive hit. We're, yeah, six, six years in, six seasons in. Um, we've got a Melbourne branch now because my sister lives over there and it was like the perfect opportunity to give her a job but then, yeah, open it up to Melbourne couples who are just as dog crazy as Adelaide couples.
0: That's the thing. I mean, you say weird but there's a lot of people who are absolutely obsessed with their puppies. Exactly. Fur children.
1: their children. Yeah, I think it is their first child. If you do have a child, you would definitely invite your child to your own wedding. So this is their fur child. So of course they're going to have them involved.
0: Your now husband, mm. yeah, went down the pub. Has he ever gone down the pub again? Or is he just petrified that you're going to I come
1: up with more ideas? <laughs> Yeah, I have dragged him along to quite a few weddings now, especially when I was heavily pregnant. He had to help out with holding the dogs that I was just getting too big and awkward to do it, but he loves it as well.
0: Perhaps you could tell engaged couples out there, why should they consider hiring a vet nurse instead of a family member who just happens to like dogs?
1: Yeah, we are professionals. We have studied copious amounts to learn the different behaviour that a dog um will show on a wedding day. So we know the body language that they do uh, right before they're going to bark. We know the body language before they're starting to get a little bit nervous, maybe a little bit overwhelmed with all the guests that are arriving. So we can see their body language and cues before they actually do start barking or do jump on a guest or do something that you don't want them to do on the wedding day. Totally normal dog behaviors, but in a wedding situation, we want to try and keep them suppressed as much as possible. So Hiring a professional, we can see when they're about to do those behaviours and then we can intervene and whether it's just giving them some extra space, giving them a pat, treats or whether it's going for a walk, calming down, letting them sniff it out. Yeah, I think hiring a professional firstly for those reasons is definitely a fabulous idea Um, but then there's also the other things. If there is an emergency, we do know what to do it's transport. You don't want to have to ask a guest to leave to drive Mm. their dog home and then tuck it into bed and feed it dinner. We medicate it if they need it when they get back home. You don't want a guest to have to leave the venue, but then come back for the reception or something. So yeah, leave it to someone else to do. I think we're over 500 weddings by now for sure. I remember at our wedding, we had to get my dad to pick up one of his. He's not a small dog. You can only see his head there, but he's pretty big. He leaves pretty big turds. And my dad had to pick up his poo in his wedding suit, which was not ideal. So leave it to us. We'll do that discreetly, dispose of it discreetly. The venue will have no idea that the dogs that you've ever been. There'll be no mess or anything left behind and the guests won't have to smell it or pick it up or anything.
0: I mean, I know that's hilarious. Yeah. And, you know, it's something that you don't really think about having to deal with on your wedding day, but you just bring up two really good points. Hmm. Number one... There's the issue with your venue. A venue doesn't, you know, book in a wedding and go, gee, I hope we don't have to pick up poop in the garden later. Exactly. You know, it's not your first thought as a wedding venue no. owner. But also someone from your guest list, mm. someone you love very dearly, who's probably paid a lot of money to get dressed up yeah. and they're all beautiful and they've got their nails done mm. and they're the ones picking up your dog's poop.
1: And that's only if you've remembered to pack some pooper bags. So we've got a little bum bag full of treats, full of uh, the sticky lint rollers to get any fluff off any guests, and obviously many poo bags. So yeah, random things that you may forget at the, the rush of getting ready for a wedding. We bring all of that stuff.
0: So Emily, I know they say never work with you know children and animals, but I bet you've got absolute cracker wedding dog stories. So what's the worst thing that's happened?
1: Very embarrassingly, the worst wedding dog I've had is sitting right behind me. He is very well trained. He was a menace on our wedding day, which is why the business was created. But again, why I'm so, I guess, passionate about hiring a professional was because this little man, he was about 18 months at the time. We gave him to our best man to hold on to for the ceremony. He did really well for the first Sort of half of the ceremony, and we were married up at the beautiful Auru farm. There were cows in the distance, there was lambs everywhere, chickens, and the beautiful peacocks roaming around. About midway through the ceremony, the dog Ace saw a peacock and just thought, Oh, I'm going to go say hello and have a sniff of that peacock. And our best man let go of the leash, thinking, Oh, he's fine. He knows what he's doing. The peacock's fine, by the way, just got a good sniff. This is right when I started to say my vows. Up until that point, I don't think Ace quite recognised that I was at the end of the aisle. So as soon as I started speaking, he was like, oh my God, that's mum. And he just bolted down the aisle, jumped up on me. I've got the greatest photo. It's one of my favourite photos for the whole day. Amazing action shot. He jumps up, kisses me on my cheek, knocks me into the celebrant, which then gets knocked into the bridesmaid. It was the funniest moment, but... Yeah, he barked at quite a few people, ran around. No one could grab onto the leash. Thankfully, being a vet nurse, I had quite a few of my work friends there. So one of the vets grabbed onto the leash and was able to calm him back down. Yeah, really funny moment. But yes, he's definitely been my worst behaved wedding dog to (laughs) date. Six years later, he still takes the crown. And I always say to the couples when I meet them, dogs have, like children, a mind of their own. If they want to do something, that's fine. We just go with the flow and we go to plan B. I've got basically up to plan Z ready to go just in case something happens. You've got to be on your toes at all times with the dog. So that means when the vows are going on, I rarely listen to them. The big kiss, when everyone claps, that's when the dog gets razzed up a little bit. I've never seen a big kiss because I'm always giving treats and trying to get things out of my bum bag, trying to keep the dog happy, all walking in the opposite direction if it is noise reactive. So you don't want someone family member to have to get up and walk away when that happens and miss the big moments.
0: Over 500 weddings, you must have some wonderful memories of some of maybe the best dog moments. Can you share any stories with us? Let's face facts. You've always been the planner and the organiser. And your fiancé's eyes glaze over a little when you start talking about the details of your wedding day. But you really need someone to share this all with, to bounce ideas off, and someone who's not going to ruin the surprises, but also be supportive and maybe even offer a different perspective. So when you're needing to get a second opinion about your bridesmaid, your in-laws, or your first dance song, Unbridly Couples is your safe space. I'm um, Bradley hosts a private Facebook community where modern engaged couples can share ideas, chat and solve problems, and generally, just get freaking excited about their wedding. We also have a curated list of experienced wedding vendor professionals in there to offer suggestions and tips, insight into how to get the most out of your big day. But With no unsolicited DMs or pushy sales tactics. It's just not what unbridly is about. So you can search for the Unbridly Couples group on Facebook or just click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you in there.
1: Some of my favorites are the surprises. I love seeing like the overwhelming surprise when they see their dog. So we've done quite a few where one fiance might give the gift of their dog coming on the day to the other fiance. So they'll think it's a first look. One of them might have their back turned and think that their fiancé is going to be standing behind them and they turn around and the dog's there and just like the jaw drop and the tears flow and, yeah, it is very beautiful to see that raw emotion on the wedding day. They're obviously like emotional for everything else and then they see their dog and the dog just calms them down and brings them back to family and what they're really there for. We had one two weekends ago where no one knew that the dog was coming. We were hiding in the bushes the whole wedding. And then right when the celebrant says, oh, and where's the rings? We came down the aisle with the dog. Obviously, the couple knew at this stage, but none of the guests knew that the dog was coming. So that's always another extra surprise, which is always really beautiful to see.
0: So sometimes you have one partner surprise the other, Mm -hmm. but do you ever have, and I don't even know if this is a thing or whether you consider it, Mm -hmm. but do you have, let's say, a maid of honor Mm -hmm want to surprise the couple and arrange things through you without even the couple knowing?
1: The couple had been talking about having the dog there and what a great surprise that would be. And the wedding party, all the bridesmaids and the groomsmen got together and bought our services as a gift on the wedding day. And I think it was leaked to the couple a couple days beforehand, just so the dog was in the right place and and everything like that. Oh, that's adorable. I
0: love it. We want to help those couples who have dogs and would really love them to be a part of their day. So what are your five expert tips for including your dog in your wedding?
1: Firstly, I would say try and work out your dog's behaviour. Not all dogs are going to be comfortable with 80 guests or plus at the wedding. We don't want to have stressed dogs or anything like that. There's always ways to calm them down, but if we know going into it behaviourally what they're capable of, then it makes our day so much easier. You can always go, I always say, take your dog to a football game or somewhere where there's lots of people, lots of clapping mm-hmm. and see how your dog reacts to it. If they are barking and they're going crazy and you don't think that they would settle down and relax for a wedding, then maybe your dog is not appropriate, but there's always ways around it. Quite a few weddings that we come for just for the photos. So that's once all the guests have gone up to canopy Hour and it's just the couple, the photographer, us and the dog. That's super low key, couple photos, and we're back home again. So there's always ways around if you think your dog isn't ceremony appropriate. Number two, hire a professional.
0: I thought I knew most Hmm. of the advantages, but I hadn't thought of a couple that you've brought up, Emily. And yeah, the thought of my mother in law with a poop bag on my wedding day, that was the one that sold me. (laughs) Obviously, someone who looks after these puppies and, as you said, can read their behaviors and body language to know what's coming, and can anticipate their needs.
1: And know what to do when we when we see those needs, know how to calm them back down. And we're also fully insured, so if anything does happen, which thankfully, honestly, when I first started this business, I thought there was going to be inappropriate poos down the aisle or pulling a leg on the arbor or something. I don't know how we've gone through like six wedding seasons plus without any inappropriate toileting, but we have. We meet up with the couple beforehand and we get to know the dog's behaviour. If we decide when we do the meet-up that the dog would benefit from a big one-hour walk before the wedding, then we suggest that to them. So we always arrive to weddings half an hour before the ceremony starts. That's just so the dog can have a really good sniff because sniffing does help calm dogs and relax them and just get used to new surroundings because majority of the time they haven't been to the venue before. They just want to sniff. They obviously want to go to the toilet. And then we can greet the guests one at a time because that can help settle them. It is quite daunting if 100 guests are already there in a small lawn space and all of a sudden the dog's having to go in and perform at their best behave that they've ever been. That could be quite daunting.
0: Tip number three.
1: Tip number three is thinking of the dog's role. If you want to have them as flower pup or dog of honor or ring bearer, there's the dog sneezing. Bless you. <laughs> There's so many different roles that your dog can play on the wedding day, which is always really cute. So come up with a cute role or ask us what you think behaviorally the dog would be capable of. We could always come up with some fun suggestions or come up with some new ones. I had an amazing one last night where the couple emailed me saying that they want their dog to show each guest to their seat at the reception. I just think that's the coolest thing when people come up with like new ideas. That's awesome.
0: You've got to really think about how you want them to be involved and I'm guessing that means, you know, the length of time that you want them Mm. to be on site.
1: Exactly. Whether they want a longer package because they want them there for first look photos or they want them there for sunset photos or they just want the short, sharp, shiny, which is just ceremony, just a couple photos after and head home. So expert
0: tip number four, Emily, what have you got for us?
1: Please tell all vendors that the dog is attending. I'm sure you have experienced this multiple times when I've rocked up with the dog, and you're like, "Oh, Emily's here with the dog." Surprise your partner or your guests, not the vendors.
0: I'm guessing not all vendors are absolutely in love with having the dogs.
1: Some people are scared of dogs or allergic to dogs, so just letting them know that they need to take an antihistamine an hour beforehand before getting halfway through a speech and then start sneezing because the dog's been there is not ideal. So tell them for. Yeah, obviously allergies, fears, but also just so they can prepare themselves. The surprise on the weekend where the dog was walking down the aisle with the rings, the photographer and the videographer didn't know. So the celebrants called them and the photographers, oh, what are we doing? And I've walked out basically behind them and they did get a few really good photos of the dog walking down, but those like initial photos were missed because they were scrambling to get into their spot. Tip
0: five, Emily
1: fire is a tire. I love rocking up to pick up the dogs and they've got cute little bow ties or beautiful leashes, bedazzled harnesses or flower crowns. Thinking about what the dog's going to wear, which is always something that we ask when we meet them anyway, but thinking ahead of time because Etsy can be slow or the post can be slow. They might have an old daggy harness or a bright purple leash or something that completely clashes to their color scheme that they may have picked. You don't want that showing up in photos. So, we do have a couple backup leashes in case we do rock up and they have like completely blanked on getting an outfit, but yeah, cute leash, cute attire, like flowers, always go through your florist. I've had so many DIY flowers being made that break before we even arrive. You got to remember the dog is trying to sniff, so putting their head down a lot, things around their neck does get worn pretty quickly, so the professional florists, they know what to do. And they'll probably use the same flowers as the bouquets to make everything match. Do
0: you find, Emily, like in your experience, when dogs are wearing something cute, some sort of floral crown thing or something around their collar, I'm wondering, do you see dogs get a little bit distressed?
1: Yeah. So that's why we try and get couples to order their attire in advance so they can practice it at home. So whether they're getting dressed up to the nine and just walking around the house so nothing's getting dirty or ruined. Just to help practice putting it on, taking it off. We can't practice with flowers. Just putting something around their neck, bowl or something that's similar weight, just to help them practice having that around their necks so they do start to get comfortable with it. Lots of treats always helps. If on the day we do find that the animal is distressed from wearing it, we just take it off and we might put it on for photos or just say, sorry, it has not worked. That's a really good tip too. I love that, Emily. With every step that you've talked about there, if your dog's not up to it. Yeah, we can always adapt and go to the paired back option. Whatever the dog wants, basically, the dog gets. We don't try and push the dog into anything that they don't want to do. I would imagine very heartening
0: for a lot of pet owners to go, well, I know my baby's not as well behaved as they could be, (laughs) but I want them to be a part of the wedding, but I don't want it to all be for nothing. Like you said, your A to Z contingency (laughs) plan. Exactly. Emily, if couples are lucky enough to be in Adelaide or want to come here for a destination wedding, Mm -hmm. where can couples find you?
1: Our website, just idopause.com.au. We've got lots of inspiration photos on there, contact page. Yeah, go from there. So good, Emily. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the chat. That about wraps it up
0: for this episode of The Unbridly Podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.